You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? What is up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. If you hear the excitement in my voice, it is because college basketball is back. It tipped off a couple days ago, and this is going to be a very, very good season. We have an exciting freshman class. We have a a, a pretty decent crop of international players. So overall, I'm just excited about this season. I'm glad that basketball season is back um anybody that that does uh work in this draft space understands that between the end of the nba draft and the start of college basketball season is just kind of like a a dead period but you have to keep on going this is where you can keep an eye out on, on prospects for the upcoming draft and so now it's like you're, you're excited about all the work and research you've done on sleeper prospects and now you get an opportunity to see if they've gotten better, if they're sleepers and they're still going to be under the radar, or if you were just flat out wrong about this particular player. But before I get into the episode, I want to thank each and every person for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day. I appreciate, like I said, everybody that's been checking out the draft, even during what I would call the dead period. Also, thank you for Everyone that's been checking out my website, I have some pretty cool stuff coming up. Um, if you've been following, I, I've, uh, I'm betting on myself and I'm going to spend, I would say, the large chunk of this season overseas. Um, I already spent time in Paris, went to a couple of games in Paris during my, my, my wedding weekend. And uh, the next step is, is Barcelona. So thank you for everybody that has reached out to me. And actually, you know, I, I want to talk about the draft Twitter. When I made the announcement last week that I was moving overseas, I received so many just retweets and compliments and, and text messages. So many different people you know, sent me messages in my DMs with their WhatsApp number telling me, hey, if you come to this particular country, let's meet up here. So thank, just thank you guys for all the love and support. I know this is going to be a huge journey. And on top of that, what's making the journey even more interesting is I'm going to do it as a newlywed. My wife is going to, as much as she can, come along with me. Thankfully, she has a, a job that allows her to work remote. So it's going to be an interesting ride simply because um, it's... I mean, traveling to me abroad is, is not anything new, but it's, it's definitely foreign to her. She's going to have to adjust to the time difference in her work schedule. And then for me, the challenges are, the challenges are trying to stay under budget and navigate my way through Europe. I'm going to be taking a lot of trains, trying to, you know, like I said, just try to live as cost efficient as possible but at the same time it can be a little bit difficult because it's not me like if it were just me i would probably stay in like a 49 50 a day hotel and just kind of you know <laughs> live as, as simple as possible 
but I have another person to think about, so I'm going to have to upgrade my hotels. Or I'm trying to decide, do I go hotels or Airbnbs? Like Even like right now, I'm just trying to figure out what is the most cost-effective way because I don't want to run out of money. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a challenge. So all of that will be documented. I have a, a, a vlog that I'm shooting and filming. So my background is in videography. So I, I will be able to produce my own content. It should be pretty decent. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, shaky camera footage and <laughs> so on. So thankfully, I have the skill set to produce my own content. So this will be out. I mean, I'm hoping before the next episode airs on monday i'll be able to release the the paris vlog and it'll contain content from my wedding but also from the couple of games that i went to so it will be basketball related but it will also have just more travel vlog type experiences mixed with basketball mixed with i guess you can say love so hopefully this this uh, vlog covers a lot of bases. Hopefully, this could be like a, a, a breaking out party for me. It will allow me to reach different audiences and even maybe even inspire people. Like if there's something that you want to do, if you have a goal or a dream, just go for it. I know I've mentioned it before on different podcasts that um, I'm just really big on people going after what they what they really want to do in life and and just maximizing their talents and potential. I have a lot of people reach out to me say, oh man, I would love to do scouting. And my first response is, you can. You just have to put in the work, believe in yourself, create your own content. I'm sure that's what everybody here on Locked On NBA Draft has done. I mean, it wasn't like we submitted a resume to, to David Locke and then all of a sudden he handpicked us. We had our own content before. And he he saw the potential in each one of us, and now here we are. We're doing podcasts and and so on. So um, yeah, I just want this this um, vlog to be inspiring to some, whether it's inspiring from a relationship standpoint, inspiring from going after your dreams, or just inspiring for traveling. So I hope that, uh, like I said, that this can be an, an inspiration. So, but you know, I forgot to talk about the title sponsor. And the title sponsor for this episode, please forgive me that it's so late in, in my little pitch or whatever, but it is McDonald's. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's, which McDonald's is everywhere in the world. I can't believe how many McDonald's I saw in Paris, whether it's at the airport, on the main street. If I wanted to feel at home and get something that I'm very familiar with, I know I can always count on McDonald's. And McDonald's has been proudly serving communities since 1965. It has been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It is an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Oh, hopefully I did that right. All right, so let's get into what happened a couple days ago. It was the debut of this highly touted freshman class, and I feel like they lived up to the hype. The Obviously, the most talked about two freshmen are Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga and Paolo Bencaro from Duke. I have been pronouncing his name wrong this whole time, so that's not a good look for me. Now, I thought they both had pretty impressive debuts, totally different levels of competition. Bencaro played against Kentucky, while Chet Holmgren put up his numbers against 
Dixie State. No disrespect to Dixie State, but I have no idea where Dixie State is. All right, stay tuned. When we return, I'll give you a breakdown, at least in my opinion, a breakdown on both of their performances. But I want to talk to you about Bet Online because it is back and it is better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. So please head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today where you will receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, postseason, well, baseball's over, but NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2021 for the remainder of the 2021 season because... Jeez, it's already November, and we are, I mean, 2022 is here. It seems like 2021 just flew by. But Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, well, thank you for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day. All right, let's get into these two highly touted freshmen who I think are going to be one and two in the NBA draft. I know right now, you know, the it, it seemed like it was Chet was in the lead. Then Bancaro has kind of become like the, the fan favorite. Then after Wednesday night, Bancaro is like number one on everybody's list to see. And, I mean, well, that's expected. He had a big game against Kentucky. Gonzaga, like I said, played Dixie State. Nobody saw that game. But let's get right into Ben Carroll. 22 points, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks on a 7 for 11 from the floor. I thought he looked impressive. Now, I will say, I'll be totally honest. I had to watch the replay of the game. And the reason I had to watch the replay of the game is because I've been traveling. I tried to watch the game. And uh, I saw the first game, the Kansas versus Michigan State game. I saw that. started feeling a little bit sleepy because my body clock is thrown off because it was a six-hour time difference between Dallas and Paris when I left. And then daylight saving time happened in the middle of my trip. So it's a seven-hour time difference. I have jet lag. So, you know, my, my body clock is totally thrown off. So by the time I got to the Duke-Kentucky game, I was hyped for it. And then it was a commercial. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to close my eyes during this commercial. Then I got back up when the game started. Then I made the mistake of, for whatever reasons, when I was laying down, it was more comfortable to lay with my back turned to the TV. So I decided, like, you know what? I'm going to lay with my back turned to the TV, and I'm going to sleep through this commercial. I'm going to wake up, watch the game. Usually when I'm watching the games, I, I have my phone out, and I'm taking notes on my on my iPhone. This is a, a plug. Shout out to the iPhone. So I'm taking notes on my iPhone, and um, I just never woke up. Yeah, by the time I woke up, the game was over. 
I went and got in the bed. I tried to go on my phone and see the stats. And I totally missed a breakout performance by Ben Caro. So I ended up having to get up in the morning and watch the replay. And I loved what I saw. I knew that he was good in the mid post. I knew that he had game. Like I, I, I knew that he had the skill set. He had the versatility. Um, I, what I did see when I watched it live, I, I thought that he made some pretty good reads as far as passes. They may not have been like assists, but just the way that he saw the floor, the way that he was able to shift the defense and you know get hockey assists, I, I was I was pretty impressed with that. But what I was most impressed with is his pull-up game off the dribble. Like I said, I knew that he was good in the mid post. I knew that his face-up game was tough. I know from like the the mid post, he's he's a monster because at that point he can dribble by you, he can shoot, or he can make a pass if the defense is cheating. But what I like I said, what I was most impressed with was just his pull-up game off the dribble, which makes him even more dangerous when he has the ball because he's such a versatile weapon there's so many different ways that he can manipulate the defense I mean and here's another thing that I saw now one of my knocks and maybe I shouldn't say knock but one of my concerns about him was I didn't think he was like a high high level athlete I didn't think that he had like this you know crazy vertical pop or explosion and on one hand you know that's just I guess you can say it's a knock but on the other hand like like I've mentioned in previous podcasts we just saw a guy win the MVP who probably can't jump over two sheets of paper so athleticism is I mean I understand why it's valued but sometimes a person with a really high IQ and and versatile skill set can make up for their lack of elite athleticism. And even in like Nikola Jokic's case, he doesn't even have average. I mean, he's a below average NBA athlete, but he just makes up for it with a skill set. So one of the things that I had noted as a concern about Ben Carroll was I didn't think he was a great athlete. But I saw a play, and it was in the first half, where he had a dunk. And he looked pretty explosive. He looked... I don't know if this is the word, but he looked like he had the the vertical pop that I'm looking for. And actually, the word I was going to say is vertical poppy, which I I ended up not using it. But he did have a play where it was just an explosive dunk where he got off the ground quickly. He finished strong. So that kind of made me think, okay, you know what? Maybe he he is a little bit more explosive and quick twitchy than than I thought. So that was a play that stood out to me. But again, the pull-up dribble off the bounce was 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 what stood out the most to me um there were some things that i had in my notes about him earlier that i was also concerned about as far as i thought he had a tendency to pick up his dribble i thought that he was more powerful than quick i did see some plays where he was able to use his great physical tools and his strength to get to a spot but i thought that he you know he he kind of went away from trying to just bully through guys but yeah overall I just thought he I thought he played well now he was struggling with leg cramps throughout the game but overall I thought I mean if I had to give him a grade I'd give him an A he was 0 for 3 from 3 which um you know it's, it's not bad but he only had one turnover so I other than the fact that he was 0 for 3 from deep 
I would give him an A+. Plus, but, I mean, I think a 22.7 rebound, two steal, three block performance versus Kentucky. Now, this wasn't a, a directional school. It wasn't a buy-in game. It was against Kentucky. So, he definitely gets an A in my book. All right, when we return... I'll talk about Chet Holmgren's debut, and then I'll also talk about a few of the games that I'm looking forward to seeing this weekend. This episode of Locked On NBA Draft is brought to you by McDonald's, which has been proudly serving communities since 1965. And it is because McDonald's has always been more than just a place where you can get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where family and friends can come and reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing that they will have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. So win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come and recharge. It's the place where you can always look forward to stopping, whether it's on a long road trip, to rest your legs and refuel. I mentioned before that I am from Omaha, Nebraska, and in order for me to get home to Omaha and a drive from Dallas is pretty much a a straight trip up I-35, and then there's this Kansas Turnpike where there's absolutely nothing for miles and miles and miles, and then every few rest stops, there's like right in the middle of the of the highway, there's this McDonald's that I stop at all the time because I'm addicted to McGriddles. I actually had one yesterday. I, I, I told my wife, McDonald's did a thing when they made that bake egg, bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. If I could eat five of them a day and remain healthy, I would. But, man, that that is one of the greatest. I want, I want to call it an invention, but it, I don't know if that's the correct word. But that is one of the greatest discoveries that you can put bacon, egg, and cheese in the middle of a pancake with syrup in it. So I'm a big fan of the bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. So if you like the bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle, now this is a promo for McDonald's breakfast. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Maybe if I'm out in your country in Europe, because there is a McDonald's everywhere. So if I'm in Barcelona, Madrid, Milan, Athens, and if you're listening and you want to catch up, meet me at a McDonald's and we can talk draft. So McDonald's is the place, like I said, where you can refuel and reconnect. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, now let's talk about Chet Holmgren, who put up an impressive stat line. I mean, I'm talking about totally filled out the box score. Totally filled out the stat sheet against Dixie State. He had 14 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 7 blocks, 4 of 6 field goals. Now, he also missed both of his threes, but he also had 5 turnovers. So, overall, he filled out the stat sheet like totally across the board, whether it was with the positive numbers and he also had 5 turnovers. I thought that he... He looked, I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, I thought that he showed the skill set that makes him deserving of this unicorn label. And one of the things that I, I, I noticed, and I had just finished watching Victor Wimbenyama play. And when I watch Wimbenyama and Holmgren go heads up at the under-19s this summer, I thought that Wimbenyama got the best of him. I thought that he was the better player of the two. And then I had a chance to watch Wimbenyama, and 
I mean, let, I'm, I'm going to get off course here. And just another unfortunate event for Wimbayama to start the season. He's been dealing with injuries, illness, and now he's going to be out again with another injury. It's like a, a hand injury. But when I watched him play, I noticed that he was shooting a lot of threes. And he actually made two. I want to say he's like two or five from three that particular game that I saw. But he was also trying to attack closeouts. And... He looked kind of, I mean, he just kind of looked like uh, a, a baby deer in a sense. I mean, he, he just, I mean, I know with his body type, he's still going into his body. He just did not look as coordinated and as fluid. And he kind of, I wrote in my notes that I cringe when I see him attacking the basket. Well, when I saw Chet attack the basket a few times, he looks a lot more fluid. I want to say like his first basket was he was on the right side. I think he was at the slot and he was able to, not only did he attack and close out, put the ball on the floor, but he was able to kind of like hang in the air and, and make kind of a, a difficult shot. So that is something that I, I really noticed is that, I mean, I knew he could put the ball on the floor. I knew he was comfortable putting the ball on the floor, but just seeing the difference between him and Wimbenyama as far as how coordinated they are and attacking closeouts was something that, that caught my attention. But overall, I thought that Chet, I mean, he, he didn't force shots. I mean, he got some shots on offensive rebounds. He he uh, got shots on just kind of, I mean, he didn't necessarily create a lot of his shots. He um, passed the ball well. I think that's probably his most underrated skill set is how well he moves the ball. And I'm still on the, I'm still on the Chet Holmgren as the number one pick train. And right now, even though it is very early in the season, it is only November the 11th. But I think it's time, and I think it's safe to say that we should start penciling in Holmgren or Bancaro to either Detroit, Houston, or the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans are awful. And I know Zion is not playing, and that's that's a whole different subject right there. I mean... Dude looks every bit of 330 pounds. Ingram's not playing. And, I mean, they're just, I mean, they are looking like they are going to be lucky if they win 20 games this season. I don't even know when they're going to bring Zion back. I mean, honestly, they probably shouldn't bring him back until January 1st. I mean, like I said, he looks out of shape. It's going to take him a while to get back in playing shape. You want to be as cautious as possible with Zion so I wouldn't bring him back until at least January 1st and then Ingram like I said he's he's been out so now you start to wonder like okay uh, are, are the Pelicans gonna add another Dookie are they gonna add Ben Carroll to you know the the Duke lineup of, of Zion and Ingram or is Holmgren the center that is the perfect complimentary piece design. So I'm getting way ahead of myself here. But overall, I think Holmgren is still my number one pick. I cannot wait <laughs> until the game where, I mean, it's probably like I, I've, I've, man, it is probably going to be the most hyped college basketball game since Duke, Kansas, I want to say 2014. I believe so yeah that Gonzaga versus Duke game is going to be I mean must see TV November the 26th so yeah I'm definitely looking forward to the Duke Gonzaga game but Gonzaga that that's not the only 
marquee game on their schedule. I mean, it looks like out of their first nine or ten games, they have three or four, actually four opponents that are ranked in the top 15. So their schedule is, is going to be one of the best. They're not a conference schedule, I should say. It's going to be one of the best, if not the best, in the country. So Chet is going to have plenty of opportunities to showcase his skill set in front of NBA scouts against you know teams that also have other NBA draft picks. So I'm looking forward to that, especially there's a game coming up on Saturday where they play against Texas. Texas is ranked number five in, in the country. I'm looking forward to that game. I also want to see Jalen Tyson, who's a freshman from Texas, who I'm pretty high on. He's, he's from the Dallas area. I've had a chance to watch him work out a few times. So I'm looking forward to, to that game just for selfish reasons. But, yeah, Gonzaga has Texas, UCLA, Duke, and Alabama all within the next three weeks. So those are games that I'm looking forward to seeing. Those are probably the, the best non-conference games of the, of the season outside of what we saw on Wednesday night. Well, thanks again for listening to Locked on NBA Draft. That wraps up this episode. I appreciate, like I said, each and every listen. And for those of you that are into betting, Locked on Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, which is hosted by... Your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Once again, Rafael Barlow signing off from NBA Draft Junkies. You're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. And it's time for me to say what I say at the end of every, every single episode. I am out.